Welcome to the Tearing It Up podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. We'll be tearing it up, tearing it down, and tearing it apart, dissecting all things related to those who deviate from the standard. From leaders of their industry to leaders of mediocrity, and maybe a gear review or two thrown in. We shoot the shit and let the conversations flow, so if that's not your style, this may not be for you. Otherwise, listen in. Hope to light a fire in you somehow. Hey, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> just being recorded. Okay. We're live. Um, we just had like 20 minutes of trying to get into this fucking meeting. Not get in. We were in, but uh, audio yeah, issues. sound was off. Oh, man. It was a lot audio. of technical issues there. But we're in. We've got Hillary with us. So we're super Hi. excited. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Hill Dog with us back after um, over a year. We talked to her last June. Obviously, we talk to her all the time. You there in the internet world haven't heard her talk to you and us all together in over a year. Um, So we're excited to have a check-in kind of back with her and just have our normal kind of shoot the shit chit chatter. But for a little reminder for those of you who did listen to the episode that Hillary was on last June, she was about to take off to the Virgin islands to go live there for a year um, with her boyfriend. And yeah, they were just living there for a year and now they're back. So we get to hear a little bit about just how that year was. I can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe you spent a year there. And cause at that episode, we, we kind of talked about, you know, what we talk about a lot, but not kind of going the normal path, right? Just up and kind of doing something without flying by the seat of your pants. You know, you don't know much about this place. Find a job, just go put everything in without knowing too much about what's ahead. Um, so, so yeah, Hillary, how's it feel to be back on the uh, the old continental United States of America? Oh, so good. I. Well, but You've been back a while back. now. Yeah. And I'm glad we've waited, you know, a little bit to do this update podcast because I was full of emotions in May and honestly up until maybe like a month ago with just like, I don't know, culture shock and so many feelings. But uh, all in all, I'm so happy to be home but very happy that we had that experience together as a couple um it was a wild ride but uh yeah yeah or there has been anyway lots of what lots to digest like living in the middle of the sea i guess on a little tiny island (laughs) yeah yeah so before you went, you you'd never been there, right? Like, no, never ever. Yeah, did you? But you knew people who had anything. Did you have any kind of like actual beta from people, or was it all just what you like read online? It was only from my friends uh, Bailey and Lucas that live in Greenwater. They went there on vacation and they said they had a great time. So they said it was beautiful they said the weather was perfect <laughs> for the week we were there no <laughs> we were there my god if i just... oh man yeah i wish i did a little bit more research because honestly the only thing that really just wrecked me was the heat it yeah then again wrecked- if you would have done more research you probably would have talked yourself out of going i would have never done it no yeah so no. you know you live and you learn. Yeah, Very and now it's like crazy chapter in our life that we lived in the Caribbean and learned how to spearfish. I didn't, but Tyler did. And we had a little boat and we lived boat life together. And we have a nice little community now in the Caribbean, which is so unreal. Yeah. Well, I went back in end of June to work and it was really, really special to go back and see the community again and be like, damn, like, we do have a home here whenever we want and that's really really special mm-hmm. yeah and that's that. really cool and we should all girls trip yeah it would be fun 100 yeah, percent for that 
yeah, now you got the lay of the land. You know what time of year is best to to go for the week, um, not the year. But <laughs> so you got a job before you left and uh, at a pretty cool restaurant. Oh wait, you Mm-mm, they catfished me big time, right? You switched restaurants. I did, yeah, for the better. Uh, this the job that I went initially for was a like bar manager job at a restaurant that sounded you know, amazing. And then I got there and long story short, everyone, the whole staff was leaving. Oh my God. That's never really a good sign. And, uh, just a little too machismo for me. It wasn't the right vibe, kind of boys club. And within those first two weeks I worked there, I was just already running my mouth. So I knew it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. I know that feeling. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> so before that got me into much trouble I quit and then found an awesome restaurant to work for and uh I'm so happy I did because they really made our stay on the island like they made it the best it could have been yeah. so I'm really grateful for that and definitely have some long long time friends out of it which is all I can ask for yeah, because I mean, we talk about, um, you know, the idealistic life is being able to, well, at least for us, right, is to have a couple home bases um, because yeah. it's just nice to be able to, like for me, you know, Washington is a home base. That's where I'm from. That's where the family's from. That's where you guys are from. Um, in Tahoe, been here almost a decade. That's a home base. And it's just nice to have a couple different ones, but you grow up thinking like you just have to have one or there only is one. You have to choose one or the other. But when you're able to, to just have connections in other places, and it doesn't even have to be a place that you've lived, right? But having people in a place so it's like like for amber to come to tahoe i feel like that still could is like a home base or could be a home base for her because like i'm here for her i'm gonna be that home base for her while she's here like without her having to have like lived here or anything like that and so just having even just one like person you know in an area that you can go to and so then you're comfortable in that spot it's just amazing to have and when we go on you know, vacation or these kind of far off places that we live for a while, but maybe you didn't get to connect with the community or anybody at all, then you don't create that. So it's awesome that you were able to do that and feel like you can go back at any time and, and there's people, yeah. people for you and you can yeah. bring your friends and be like, this is where I lived. And this yeah. is this person in this place. Yeah. We really lucked out. We uh, stayed in a duplex and our next door neighbor um he's a guy our age 35 and he is from florida and he and tyler became best friends like instantly so tyler and which is great and danny was from florida so he knows how to spearfish he knows boat mechanics like everything and he gave tyler all of his extras so like tyler instantly had dive equipment and wow we bought our boat together and it was like so badass and then that coupled with the restaurant the restaurant was in this like tiny community and so you know I was lucky to work there because for one really hard to get a job on you know uh, I can't think of the word like it was kind of it's pretty coveted you know Mm -hmm. just like squeak my way in and yeah it was tight-knit and they're so cool. Like communities are so cool. It's seriously mm-hmm. like Greenwater community. I'm, I really hope to like be more in the Tacoma community, you know? Yeah. It's just, I like to be connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just make you feel like you have purpose, you know, and you can make a change or you can be involved and yes. so jumping around, but I'm looking forward to get into the t- Tacoma community. Well, there is definitely something to say about like smaller communities and Tacoma is a big city, um, but there's still a community there, especially like when you think about the area specifically that you live in and whatnot. Um, I was telling Andrew a story about a friend of mine 
like this kind of spider web of connection of like who she's married to and how it was this person's cousin and my dad was in the same union or is in the same union as these dads blah blah blah. we wrestled together just huge thing and I'm like it is so crazy all these connections when like it's there's so many fucking people there. It's not a small town, but there's yeah. and all the cities around. Like, but the world is small. Like, you can't so small. Yeah, it's like no matter where you're at or how big of a place you're in, like you can still build and find that community. Yes. So, yeah. so yeah, you'll find what you're looking for in the Tacoma community. I'm sure. What yeah. is what is it that you are looking for? What do you what do you see? That's a good question. I have don't know. Yes. <laughs> so I was gonna say that um just so I had planned to re-listen to our podcast um to remember exactly what we talked about, but then like this was very on the whim that you joined us tonight. So it's like, oh shit. Uh what exactly did we talk about? Cause so if you and it may have changed after being there actually, but if you remember or um if it changed, whatever, like what was your main kind of purpose or desire in wanting to go to the Virgin Islands in the first place? Was it just, um, you know, ready, for, just wanted a, a change, a complete like 180, like, let me move out of this situation? Or was there something specific and why you wanted to go in the first place? Well, I can't really remember. I was trying to remember that myself. Um, but I, f- what I- I know, like, I just, I wanted to, I was bored as fuck. Yeah. And Tyler and I were both bored, and we're just kind of like, we weren't ready to move to Tacoma together. And so we're like, okay, well, what excites us that's traveling? So let's go somewhere we've never been, you know, try something out. And so I think basically that was the foundation of it. Um, I feel like I remember you saying before you left, like, how the standard like American norm just wasn't fitting for your life. And I feel like I resonated with that before yeah. you said it. And so you were just like, deuces, bitch. Yeah. Your <laughs> shit. <laughs> Absolutely. And now it's just so funny because I'm so, I'm so happy to be home. I also don't I don't want the nine to five thing though right it's still not the you didn't come back for the standard like american dream per se but you missed the amenities um which so yeah you went there you had a great experience or you know an experience (laughs) for a year um so yeah tell us a little bit about like what when you got there what was it like because you mentioned coming back and like having culture shock so obviously that means like their things were quite different because I feel like when you go on vacation or you notice things are different even if it's in a just from here to Tacoma or something there's a difference in the communities and stuff so so yeah what talk us to us a little bit about what the what it was like what was daily life like what were anything like (laughs) I'm going to try and do my best. I, I kind of like put it away in the memory bank. <laughs> but what it was like day to day, it was you, like, I only had time to do what, like, I needed to do, you know, like, do my laundry, like, household chores. Like, it was very much like you're, like, living there. You, you're working to live. Yeah. Right? Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but okay, so when I first got there, you know, I'm gonna only try and say this once. I was just so hot every single day. <laughs> so hot. Like, my first job, we had to wear jeans. This, like, sticky ass long shirt, and in this restaurant that was covered by, I mean, it was beautiful, but covered with foliage around it so it blocked in the heat there's like no wind and it didn't only just block in the heat it blocked in the freaking mosquitoes i just had so many bug bites and i was sweating out of places i didn't know you could sweat from like profusely and i just i don't do good in that i just i don't in any way shape or form I, i hate it so i don't i don't know why we moved there because it's it's part of your experience, oh. dude. Holy smokes. Like I just yeah, wow. So every day I'm like, okay, how am I gonna beat the heat? 
uh, and that would be swimming but it was so hot like in the water too like there are points like certain beaches the sun would hit and bake the water where it was like a hot tub dude no thank you no thank you yeah uh, quick you know okay quick little side note we went to europe in uh september so that was three months after we had been living there and we went to this like spa thing that had a whole bunch of different temperatures of pools and i laid in the cold bath for an hour oh my god so, like i gotta got cool down internally yeah. have not cooled down no mm -mm. just so boiling hot to the core <laughs> what was so, the average temperature uh like mm, anywhere from 85 to like 93 but uh, like that percentage humidity. of humidity high humidity like the uv index some days was like 11 out of 10 and the yeah it was just it was just intense and then at night it got down to like 79 so when you like get out of work, you're hoping for a nice cool breeze. It just was not there. <laughs> Constantly sticky. Yeah. Also, when... I don't like to get it on when it's hot and sweaty like that. I mean, I'm all for some sweaty getting it on, but like. It's way less it, romantic. It's kind of a mood killer and a boner killer. <laughs> way less romantic. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's a better way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Our house, we like lived on the hill. Well, everyone lives on the hill, but there was the sun came up and immediately baked our house until it like pretty much went down. And we, it just, our house absorbed the heat all day. So we were on the hot part of the island, also tight. So yeah, you really got hit from every angle. Baked. And our little AC like did not work. And so if I <laughs> home and Tyler, you know, he has a different body temperature than me. He would turn off the AC and I'd walk in. And if I didn't like hear that hum, I'd be like, uh oh, -uh. <laughs> you know, I'm coming home. Like, you can't turn off the AC. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe he like has such a different body temp being from the same. Well, I guess he was um traveled around as he was younger and stuff, but still, like, it doesn't matter. You get used to a climate when you've lived there for. A few years so being that he's been in washington for a while before going there seems like yeah well you know he was made for the heat i guess mm -hmm. but aside from heat that's, that's all i mean yeah. i didn't have to emphasize how hot i was so, <laughs> so like everything kind of was based on that like how do i stay cold <laughs> <laughs> so uh but what I really liked about island life is you don't have to wear clothes well you know you just wear the same swimsuit and a cover-up and you wear your flip-flops everywhere and like I love that casual lifestyle and that was awesome but uh I don't know I mean what like what do you want to know well like what was so <laughs> what was the cost like so you're on an island Oh, and so we've lived in like expensive places before Tahoe, Colorado and whatnot. But like, what was it like getting goods? Like what was available? Like, did you, was your, you know, diet extremely like shocked too? And what, what was it? What was all that like living there? Cause like, so when you're on vacation, you're like, yeah, you're surprised that things are expensive, but you're like, I'm here for a week. I got to just fucking, we need yep. milk. <laughs> like, But oh. like, when you're living there and you're like, okay, it's been a month now and, like, we're not buying peanut butter anymore. Yeah. Hell no. I'm not even buying cauliflower. <laughs> yeah, okay, so, okay, I forgot about all that. Yeah, so, to grocery shop there, you have to kind of hit different stores because every store has their own, you know, cheap. Oh, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one, we would go to food center, and you can kind of circle around. They had good pantry items and food specials. So food specials would be, like, little discounts, you know. And so we'd go there, get our little food specials. Then we'd go to Costi Less, and then we'd, we'd grocery shop there because they that was the coldest place on the island was their freezer. <laughs> kind of like Costco's freezer, you know. i yep, just go yep. out for five minutes. But everything that yeah, was super, super expensive, I 
um, ordered a lot of things off of Vitacost. Um, it was like a, it's a Kroger owned website, so you could order all like your organic pantry items or beauty products, cleaning and supplies, and it would it would ship at a flat rate for ten dollars. Oh, so a dollar box or fifty fifty pound box of goods shipped to us for ten bucks, and that was kind of the way I was able to. Uh, get organic goods I would eat a lot at the restaurant because we did a good job at locally sourcing our um, produce and our fish whereas most restaurants didn't really locally source their fish or their goods which really found completely shocking yeah yeah that is that seems like that's way more cost intense on like themselves yeah and, and a lot of food there, too, was, like, fried, and everything was highly processed, and the food quality was pretty poor, um, and, yeah, very, very expensive. So, we just ate, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think organic cauliflower I found one time for $14. Same $14. With, for a head. Oh, my like, God. Head in, you know? That's insane. I would just like eat lunch and dinner at the restaurant and then save leftovers. And I would I just wouldn't really even eat breakfast because I didn't wasn't really hungry until I went to work. So I'd kind of save that way. And um, then go on my days off and it would be half off. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. yeah. Um oh shoot, what was I gonna say? But one more, one more thing, crazy thing about the uh, food costs was pretty bizarre. Puerto Rico is right, is a neighboring island. You know, you could take a 10-minute flight to Puerto Rico, and everything is so much cheaper. Like, it's affordable. Like, you know, renting a car is $20 a day. Renting a car in the Virgin Islands is, like, at least $100 a day. Is like, it fraction? Yeah. But they're both American. Like, it's crazy. And oh, then... Whoops. Yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> nice. The more you know. Do, do, do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what's crazy is, okay, so you have Puerto Rico right freaking there. Super cheap. Virgin Islands. U.S. Virgin Islands. Super, super expensive. British Virgin Islands. Super cheap. Really? Other like Caribbean islands, like uh, Saint Martin's, they're French, and they get French food flown down daily. Whoa! And okay. We, so we just so yeah, America sucks. What is why on earth? That doesn't make any sense. That America. It was all so expensive, and everything around it isn't. And like that's what I was gonna ask about the growing food on the island is not not a thing there's no like not even a like there's no place to have like gardens like no no soil in the upper areas there are there's like one area on the island that is best for agriculture and there are little farms that they do grow some goods but it has to be i don't know it's very very hard very very yeah, it's a two-season climate, so they don't have the four seasons like we do, and it also just goes to show how freaking hashtag blessed we are to live where we are, especially people in California, because they can grow year-round, but they but can't wait. apples. Oh, they can grow. <laughs> I haven't eaten an apple for a year. Yeah, exactly. But, well, I, Maui, I mean, you know, the Hawaiian totally islands have great, um, they're humid, warmer place. And uh, we we can grow like three months out of the year here. So, well, yeah. like lower land California, yeah. <laughs> Hawaii, you can't grow apples there. You can't grow like um, brassicas, like ahead of cauliflower or no, yeah, no, no. Hmm. It's only like um, milder climates, like that have hmm. four seasons. Not yeah. extreme of the two primary i was just surprised that like just like produce in general you know that they don't have like a better selection of in uh or not in season well yeah in season produce like 
it doesn't sound like there was a lot of like fruit or anything like that available where it's like yeah on those other islands that grow they may not be growing broccoli but you can still go get like whatever is fresh Mangoes. that can be grown there yeah yeah Coconut a lot nuts. of corners of like streets there would be um produce from dominica which was a neighboring island or another caribbean island but there was not like i mean from what i saw like there was there's nothing that you could really get from saint thomas uh there was a guy that we worked with and he has his own farm and so he did bring in produce or it's mostly just like mangoes star fruits you know papayas mm. That we get locally, but there were some farms that did some lettuces and, you know, other things like that, but not a huge, it was like lettuce, herbs, but not a huge variation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I So there was like, I did the accounting, so I kind of got to see, you know, like the numbers and the logistics of, and stuff, but to, to buy from the, the food uh, distributors on island was so expensive that we actually bought from Florida and paid for shipping to bring it down, paid for the sin tax, paid for the custom tax, paid for all of that. And it's still way cheaper than buying from the food distributor on mm. 10 miles away. That's insane. And that's just so weird. It's like, how, how is that even? food distributor even in business if no one can afford like yeah. everyone just outsources how the heck or why you know it's one of those catch 22s or it seems like if you were if it was more available to people around you would make more money because more people would buy from you and so yeah. I don't unless they just obviously don't have the they can't supply the demand so they keep it high for a reason because they can only keep up with so much that it doesn't matter if their price is high. The people who are paying it is pretty much all they can supply for. Yeah. And they, and there is a big restaurant group on the island that owns like nine restaurants and they got the money. How big is the island? Do you know how many like people live there or anything? Like what like fifty thousand? okay Five. you broke up there for a second it's like you did not say 1500 <laughs> okay okay um and saint john is even smaller because um, wow. wait you were on you were saint john saint thomas you were saint thomas okay oh yeah. i know that i know that now um i don't know why sometimes i second guess that saint thomas was the british virgin islands but um man that's just that's crazy so is there a lot of people who do all those people like live there year round or is there a lot of transients like half the year or part of the year or what both 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 it's pretty hard to live there year round though but it's also at the same time really hard to live there split time because it costs a lot of money yeah. but there that are seasonal i mean it's a big boating community um so a lot of people have second homes there to come down and sail and do all their water sports in the winter time which was a cool thing to be around that was another cool part about the island was being exposed to many boats and yachts and yes. that scene i mean shout out to blow deck was you know there so it was interesting to be around all these yachties. Uh, was weird. I want to be a yachty. That was yeah, like a not. that was like a dream job of mine for sure. I still want to sometimes, and I'm like, yeah, I got that have to be too clean. Yeah, <laughs> I preferred working on the fishing boat where you know it was okay to not shower and you didn't have to like do yeah. your hair and makeup and be nice either. Customer service, you know, I feel like yeah. I'm always and forever in it, but it's different when it's like just adhering to rich people's demands. I, yeah, I do. I had friends do it. You know, finally got to talk to people that got you're we're doing it. Mm -hmm. That sounds awful. I mean, you wake up and you fall asleep with them for yeah. like a row, and sometimes these boats just like aren't that big. Mm -hmm. 
they're pretty dang small. So they're just all up in your shit. But I mean, there are so many places that we didn't get to go because we didn't have access to a boat. And that's really like what makes the Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands is all in the British Virgin Islands. There's so many different little places that you could take your boat to that. I mean, the color of the water is to die for. The beaches are so beautiful and the Mm. marine is insane. Let's go. Well, yeah. <laughs> I want to go. It would be really fun to take you guys. So I really liked. I really liked the marine life was great, and then I really liked driving on the island. Why? There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> there are no rules. My dream would be that the island shuts down and they have a race, so you could drive the island as fast as you possibly can, and see so you could do it in the fastest. Fast and Furious 36 Virgin Islands. (laughs) So badass. You don't have to wear a seatbelt. You could drive on whatever side of the road you want. You can drive as fast as you want. I loved it. The rules are there are no rules. (laughs) There are no rules on the Virgin Islands. Zeros. You could. I didn't do this. You can drink and drive. Like, what the heck? There's seriously, the heck? there's seriously no rules. What's no cops like, on the island. There's a million cops on the island. <laughs> it's like the easiest cop job. Like we're, I'm a cop, but I don't have to enforce anything. Nothing. I drove. So you're supposed to wear like I'm not I'm, I, okay. You're supposed to wear like a shirt when you drive. You can't. You're not really supposed to be shirtless or like have your swimsuit out. That. You're actually supposed to, you like in Hawaii, you know, you can walk around in your swimsuit and stuff. You can't do that on the Virgin Islands. They're very traditional, old school, very Baptist. So you're supposed to cover yourself. Like, like when you go, oh, okay, okay. And, um, and in the car too. Mm. But so I was driving no seatbelt, swimsuit on, no car registration, no blinkers, no nothing driving like calling ass because it's fun around this corner and there's this cop and I'm like oh shoot like this is my time I'm gonna get pulled over this is like nine months into us being there uh nothing they don't care wow try to catch me riding dirty try to catch me riding dirty oh no that song's gonna be stuck in my head (laughs) yeah (laughs) what a What's the craziest thing that you saw on the island? Like, did you see any, like, crazy shit go down in the nightlife or something? Like, a fight or any crazy things happening? If there was, like, just sounds like there could have been some shit if there's no rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happened. <laughs> I mean, namely... Like, right, I don't know, like a two-minute drive from our house, we could see it, like, all the, they, they would traffic coke right out of the island. Oh, really? Right in our neighborhood. Dang. Damn. And that is nuts. So you could see, like, who, you know, is, like, a part of all of it, and, like, you know what's happening, um... No one gives any fucks. No one cares. Dang. Yeah, the time. Uh, yeah, and they drive these big old fast boats. They haul ass. Like they, I swear they catch air. They're going so fast. They probably like, do. Hovering. Yeah. Damn. So that was pretty nutty. Like I get home late from work, and like the coke boats are like lining up <laughs> to to set sail. I don't know. Take off. Um. So that was that was nuts. That's kind of weird. Like, okay, yeah. that's good. Um, Feels that like was, a, mo- a movie. Yeah, I mean, everything. I don't know. There, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the Virgin Islands that kind of weighed on me pretty heavily. As far as like trafficking, there's all sorts of trafficking going on there, and that was like the ugly side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty gnarly. Like Epstein's Island is an eye eye shot. 
So you get to hear, you know, get to hear, I'd rather not hear, but you hear about, you know, people who have worked there and the stories that they tell about working there and like, and literally everything you hear about, a, you know, not everything, but shit's true. And it's wild. It's wild. Like we went there and like snorkeled right off the shore. Wow. I'm like this icky. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Dang, that is crazy. It's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That it, that's where it is. Man. Yeah. Here, what is, I think I missed something. Epstein Island. What? What is that? Oh, got it. That guy. <laughs> yep. So yeah. This was like a right next door to our favorite pizza place. And so we like, ruined pe- the pizza. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's, it goes from, like, being this really, really cool place, you know, like, beautiful and whatnot. And then it's also, like, really, really ugly. Yeah. yeah. Too. And that's perks of, like, going somewhere and actually living there because you get to experience and see the community and see the good and see the bad and experience the good and the bad and be, like, in it and paying bills. and Yeah, work- yeah fully. And, and there was, like, there was there's a lot of ugliness to it. There's a lot. I mean, just, just like any place really. Yeah, I care about sure. like the same shit happens in Tacoma, you mm-hmm. know, like it really does, you know, murder, whatever, whatever. So, but it's just a little different when you're like on this Island and you have nowhere to go and everyone's like in it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot more like blind eyes turned towards it or you know especially if it's like law enforcement like yeah this really is like yeah everyone's just turning turning the other cheek um for whatever reasons that's nuts to experience all that and you just got tourists turning over all the time like all the time yeah what was the there is a high and low season yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so winter times like peak what season. like uh November to what March or something? Yeah, roughly December, April. Yeah, more so November's pretty quiet, but yeah, I mean the weather at that time is awesome. It's it's not as humid. It's it's manageable. Um, it's really beautiful. That's what made you get out after that, huh? You're like, okay, got through this. We're going back to the other stuff. We're done. We're done. <laughs> And we're done. I really wish I could do it. I mean, I I would have stayed longer, but I was so ready to come home. Yeah. Well, it's far. Being on the island's hard, um, especially yeah. when it's so expensive to travel there, do anything there, and being so far away from family and friends when you're really close to your family and friends, I'm sure is very hard. So. Yeah, it wasn't like living in Tahoe where you could just get a $200 flight, I mean, best case scenario, or yeah. 12 hours. You have to fly at least 12 hours, pay X amount of money, and that was gnarly, but it was cool. I mean, my parents visited, Tyler's parents visited, um, and that was awesome. But, I mean, yeah, definitely happy to be home, like... The first time we came home or touched down in the U.S. was on our way to Europe, and I freaking cried. We were having a sushi in this restaurant, and I, like, shed a tear. I'm like, Tyler, we can order whatever we want. We can have sushi right now, and then we can go get, you know, whatever we want after this. And, like, I don't know. It's so cool. Like, the accessibility and options that we have are so cool we're so lucky we're so lucky to have fresh produce any kind of produce whatever you want organically grown right down the street like Mm -hmm. holy shit i mean people who live on the island just the food the food's so bad the infrastructure of the island is so bad i like get really worked up because those people just have the worst diets and it's it's awful yeah how was that well i know you talked about diet and stuff and food but so it was so hot like what'd you do for your person who always likes to move what'd you do for activity a lot less than I usually do (laughs) (laughs) so uh work forces you you to be on the feet on 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 the feet forcing you to be 
eat bartending, you know, X amount of hours a day. So that was great. But um, outside of that, there was a beach called Megan's Beach, and it's roughly a mile, a mile long. So I would just walk the beach, you know, for at least an hour a day. And then what's cool about walking the beach is you can just hop into the water and swim. So that was cool. Um, I would have liked to swim more for exercise, but uh, more often than not, I was alone during the day just because of my work schedule. And um, I didn't feel comfortable swimming in the water, you know, far out there. Yeah. It just scares me. Was there uh, sharks there? There's sharks, but like, I wasn't really worried about them. We saw a lot of nurse sharks, which are really cool. We saw those snorkeling a lot. Um, But the barracuda, which are the ones I like. Yeah, I don't like them at all. They're (laughs) so scary looking. And they're a little blind. So they just like that's what attacks people oh damn barracuda attack you know i just i just don't fucking like them yeah 100 (laughs) percent. they got gnarly teeth yeah um so out of your experience of the year and now coming back like what was the did you have any life lessons or epiphanies other than realizing like which I'm sure it, it takes us, you know, we all realize it and then we kind of fall back into our old habits. But like you mentioned, of just being so grateful for what we, the access we have here for all these things. But yeah, any, and, and it's kind of putting you on the spot, I know, but like <laughs> any, anything that sticks out that you're like, yeah, that trip gave me like a whole new insight or something. Well, it, it gave me a, yeah, a bigger appreciation for the amount of accessible goods that we have. Um, I feel so blessed, if you will. Um, and also my friends and family, like I missed you guys and my family so much. Like, and then just being home this summer, like it's been so great to not have to work and just see my family like I could cry like I your community and your relationships are the most important thing I think you know to like get you through life and I've just I don't know I mean that was the biggest takeaway I guess I just I just want to be near my family and whatnot that just really solidified it for me but um also putting yourself in a really challenging position I think is really important here and there. I, I know Tyler learned a lot about himself. I learned a lot about myself. We learned what we can and can't do together. And our relationship really like grew in that year. And so I'm thankful for that too, because before going to the Virgin Islands, we had never lived together. And, you know, we were just forced to like go through this gnarly experience together you know buy a car together you know do everything together share a car together communicate and coordinate every single day is is more than just like living together it was like yeah I guess full-on life together and that the fact that like he didn't leave my (laughs) during Well, like the, like not having lived together before, because you learn a lot from people by living with them. Um, even if you're not, you know, you still have your independent, like uh, your own car, this, that. But man, going from like zero to 60 kind of where you both had your own space, your own schedules, your this and that. And now you're like, well, we're here together and this is what we can do. And we have to figure all of this out together. Like that's a, that's a lot to throw yourself into all at once. So yeah, and, and again, and like the worst person I could possibly be. Like I was the person. <laughs> and he was just like, I'm down, girl. Well, you know <laughs> that they say once you see like the the worst version of somebody, you know mm-hmm. like what you can do or handle from there. And so so that's good. You guys have seen the worst of each other, you made it out, and you've seen the worst of yourselves, you made it out and you said I think everyone needs to face some adversity and challenge in their life um 
Otherwise it's yeah. just, it's too easy and you expect too much and you just don't have an understanding about what the heck anything means to, to have to work for it or get through it or anything. The version I, will, I, oh, I was going to say sweaty hot me is definitely the worst version. Same. Of me as well, Oh my God. Welcome yeah. to three women from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> the hot, humid places are not where we flourish. <laughs> Legitimately, like being in a sauna and never being able to get out of it for a year. No, that's why I didn't go there. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I don't want to talk negatively about it too much. It's just that freaking heat killed yep. me. Yeah, it just killed me. You made. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Story about that. No. Well. <laughs> If it comes back to you, just pipe in. But um, speaking about kind of, you know, um, family, community, accountability things, uh, we, before we got on, we were talking about our activity levels and stuff like that. And so, like, that just reminds me how much helpful community is because it can keep you, like, doing the things. Like you said, you're by yourself when you're there. So, you weren't out swimming and doing this and that. And it's like those little things that you don't think about, right. That makes such a difference in your life of just having someone else around to like, get you out doing something, whether it's like, it doesn't have to be an activity per se, but any kind of hobby that it's like, wow, I just, yeah. Having people to share that stuff with is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I know I get through some slumps in my life when I don't have like people pushing me to like go do those things but those are also the things that give me life so again it's like a catch-22 of like mm-hmm. you gotta force yourself to like get out there and and do it um but it's so much better with people yeah so much better with people it's it cool feels safer yeah one local dude uh that I would see on my walk every morning his name was Sylvester and he was I don't even know how tall he was like six six I swear he was a monster but just so nice and every day he would be like get it girl how many more laps you gonna do girl get it get it and I'm like thank you like he was like my workout partner so funny just the motivator yeah he was the best he would walk through the water which is you know a lot of resistance and hold a one gallon of water in each hand so oh he's just pumping his arms were huge i wanted to do that but i was I gonna never... say why didn't you join him i just i couldn't hold my phone do a relay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you stay here i'm taking the jugs yeah oh my gosh that's so funny yeah no place to put your phone in a bathing suit not really you didn't get one of those cool necklaces with a dry bag <laughs> I should I like all the cruise <laughs> oh my god awesome well I'm glad oh, oh what I, 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 we I said now we got our uh challenge going though yeah yeah uh-huh. you doing it I'm doing it yes bitch yeah so I uh Amber and I started a Strava challenge last August because we we're I think we're just going a little crazy not doing stuff and this was I know following some like Roe v. Wade stuff and it, we were just like dumpster fires and like the country is, but, um, so we wanted to do like miles for sanity. So we set up a Strava challenge just to have some accountability of like getting out there and doing something, but there was no like goal so that you didn't feel like you didn't reach it or anything. And then we just kind of finished a month long it wasn't a challenge, but an experience, um, for the store and a friend of mine and I were talking about like, yeah, just wanting that kind of just to keep that going and stuff, even though I didn't participate. But anyway, um, I was like, oh, I should start a Strava challenge. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like last August we did it with the, just Amber and I, we didn't really invite anybody. Um, I was like, I'm going to do it again. And then I just invited people and I made like a tearing it up club on Strava. Um, but yep. just to, yeah, again, just provide some motivation or like accountability buddies for people. Cause so like now yesterday I got no fucking steps and I sat in front of my computer for literally like 12 hours and got less than a thousand steps. Cause I didn't get up early to like go do something before work. Um, 
And today I did go to the gym, but I forgot my watch. So I'm like well below steps, but uh, I still didn't get that much because I went to the gym and then went to work. But all day I've been thinking as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to go bike down the road a little bit just to get some some miles in because I only have a few for this challenge, even though, again, it's like I set a goal for the um, of 75 miles because in this challenge, you can do pretty much anything. You can run, hike, walk, paddle, um, e-bike, like whatever, anything counts towards miles. And there's a handful of people that are just like walking and running. So I felt like 75, if you're just doing that, like three miles here and there, like that's, it's a lot. If you're biking, like you can get that done quick, especially there's a lot of like bike commuters in there that are doing like 20 miles a day. So that's bad. Yeah, it's set at 75, but I commented in there the other day because another challenge I was a part of last year for reproductive rights was like a group goal of a thousand miles, but you made a pledge of your own amount of miles. Um, And so I made that comment to the group of like, if you want a goal like past 75, like just comment here, because if you make that public comment, I think it holds you to it a little bit more. Uh-huh. So everyone has that 75 they can reach. And if you want to go more, like like I said, if you just say it out loud, then you're like, oh no, I said I'm going to do it. And it will still track. If you do more than 75, I'm pretty sure it still says like, oh, you did 80 or whatever out of 75. But I didn't want to keep raising the mileage goal for people who were like, you know, not doing it for that or or doing just like running or walks or something so um so yeah you guys should go in there and like make a goal I did something I have no idea you know what my mileage goal could be like or what's realistic or whatever but I said 200 I was yeah I think dang I might push it to that as well yeah and I only have three in so I gotta get that one (laughs) Um, so the people that I added are like gravel racers, like extreme cyclists. And so it'll be nice to have like a dynamic of like multiple people doing all sorts of different things to get their miles in. And yeah, it's a great way to pull the people together to get people motivated, to move their yeah. body. It's also within the summertime, you're just like so busy doing shit and trying to like take, especially in the Pacific Northwest and Tahoe summers, like you're just trying to take advantage of like all of it. Yeah. And so you, a lot, some things get pushed to the side. So, so you gotta do it. Yeah. That's why <laughs> I like make everything possible to add towards mileage because and as I put in the description of this year's challenge, it's like, it's August and I haven't paddled yet. So for me, I it's yeah. kind of in the idea that it will, you know, inspire me to be like, oh, I can go out for a paddle. And like, that is counting towards my like little personal kind of goal challenge thing. Um, because yeah, it's even though summer you know, doesn't really end for us, we're not in school anymore. You know, we can, we can do whatever we want whenever we want. We work every day or whatnot. So if you have the time, just go do it. But it's just, there's still just something that feels like once August is over, like summer's over. So I'm like, let's enjoy every last wrap of August and do any activity under the sun. So. Yes. Here for it. yes. You haven't paddled at all this mm-hmm. summer? No, um, and it's because June, June was not warm here oh. at all. It rained a bunch in June. It, it was quite chilly and windy. The water was still freezing. Um, and then I was gone like all of July. I didn't get back and settled, you know, until like the in the twenties of July, July twentieth or something was my real like first day back in. And then it it just hit the ground running with with work so I just haven't uh oh okay I I paddled in Washington that was it though I oh my god pad- <laughs> I haven't paddled down here yet so I need to just like throw a paddleboard in my truck and but then it like it's up it's windy up where we're at kind of a lot and so you wake up and I'm like oh man it's already windy and whatever but I, I need to get on the water um just get back to getting up early we haven't andrew's not been working his normal summer schedule so it's i feel like that's made it a lot harder for me to get up early because he would just be up you know at 5 5 30 so i would be kind of waking up then too and now we're both like sleeping till i i try to get up at seven every day but for me that still feels late i'm like god damn it (laughs) but uh 
But yeah, it's also nice to do that too. I know. It's like, why? You know, I don't need to get up at the butt crack of dawn because I don't have to be at work. Um, you know, like I I can work from home. I can start work from home at nine thirty. It's a big difference than like getting ready, like trying to go to the gym, go to town, and get to work by nine thirty. Um, but then I end up kind of pitter pattering around too long. I'm like, oh, just like yesterday, like wake up, move around, and then sit down I'm like oh well it's that time I kind of have to start working now like so I can actually get my shit done and I kept putting an end time and then I just fucked up and kept going and also ate too many snacks and then I didn't feel like exercising so I just kept working <laughs> yep pitter-patter is the best time to pitter-patter and mm-hmm. I, I can for hours that's why I need to get up early I'm not like oh I want to get up okay two sides of me I want to get up at like 5 30 in the morning so I can you know get a bike ride or walk jog workout in before 8 a.m also i'm like i simply need to get up at 5 30 so i can pitter patter till nine. <laughs> like because that's yeah. fucking what happens i start messing with my own shit making a fucking tiktok or <laughs> like i don't know I like, all- go to what alternate all- yeah totally the same i've been trying to adjust ever since dating tyler i i used to be like like real Hillary would work out first thing in the morning. Like I don't even drink water or eat a morsel of food. I like rise out of bed, boom, change my clothes, work out. Like Tyler, way different. Casually, he pitter patters, reads his book, drinks his tea. He's very grandpa about it. And I I love that about him. But I'm like, I don't, if I, if I prolong this, I'm not going to work out. Yep. Yeah. He's like, he can just work out any time of day because, again, heat doesn't bother him. Yeah. He bothers me in the summer. And then also, like, food intake. Mm-hmm. I can't, if I eat, like, too much food, then I noticeably work out way worse than I yeah. would other. Yeah. So, but slowly getting into a different routine where I actually can kind of work out in the afternoon now, which is pretty cool because now yeah. I'm not, like, subject to working out in the morning when I would get so in my head about it too same and I'm I'm trying to work through that myself as well where it's like like I said it's like why I don't have to get up at the butt crack of dawn why can't I just like wake up at seven and feeling like I got rest and have coffee and sit down and then like start work and then be like cool now at noon you know I can go out for that whatever or go to go to town and go to the gym because there's ac there like i can do that on lunch and then i can finish work after i can you know like right now like go for a ride at you know after five um like there's an i just lose motivation it's like i know i can do it but i just like lose so much more motivation at night and talk myself out of it so much more if i don't do it straight away if i don't give myself time to think about not doing it then that's better then i know it's gonna get in but um I think in the past too it's been hard in the afternoons because uh if Andrew's been working or whatever and I'm like okay well it's like it's time for a beer <laughs> and um and it would be hard to be like oh I want to go for a ride or go for a workout because like people are already having fun just like a FOMO thing and I'm like but now I'm like I could care less <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't really care if someone's out you know doing having happy hour or something and I'm not and I'm going for a bike ride or trying to work out so um because either way, these days I just have less motivation if I'm doing it alone. And so I'm just like, I just got to fucking do it no matter what time it is. But... I've been to uh, a lot of ACDC and that's been motivating me. <laughs> that's great. That's... Thunderstruck. Only that. ACDC. So funny. Just on repeat. And Tara, I just fully, you know, went to a different kind of genre which I like I like metal when I snowboard Ooh, but I'm a metal worker outer not that ACDC is metal but you know so metal it's <laughs> so metal you know whatever floats your boat I listen to a myriad of things working out and then sometimes I notice like oh this isn't working and because I'll listen to podcasts while working out and then I'm like huh this has been great and all, but I'm moving really slow. And then I like put music on. I'm like, oh, this does actually change the vibe. Like weed and driving for me back when I back when I would do that. Yeah. I was 45 and on 60. You know, it's like podcasts when I work out. Yeah. I'm not 
in anything. I'm probably yeah. going to listen to a podcast as I bike because it's going after this because it's just going to be down the fire road for a while and um it's not going to be like a like i need to get pumped up on the uphill to like hit the downhill or anything it's just going to be like a little cruise and i can have time like i can actually listen and think and learn some stuff yeah but but i better stop putting it off because i'm about to be like i could have chips and salsa well then i think about it's just that damn hill to get back home that has really really puts the kibosh in most of my uh motivation to go on walks runs or bikes around here because i'm like i don't want to fucking come home (laughs) but i have do not need to go park my truck at the bottom of the hill um but it's very tempting, very tempting, but it's okay. I'll probably be walking my bike up this hill. I've really only attempted to bike up this hill, like, once, actually, and uh, it's steep. It's steep. Yeah, I'd be walking. Yeah, especially, you know, it's at, it's the end. It sucks. Yeah. Like, Ending on a hill is the worst. It is the fucking worst, and I feel like that is everything around Tahoe. I get kind of pissed sometimes, like, <laughs> splitboarding or biking, like, yeah you just end up like pedaling out or skinning out of when you try to go on like longer trips um yeah it doesn't work out but but whatever i'll do it i'll pedal for a little bit see how far i get and then maybe i'll hit the timing that andrew's coming home and i'll just be at the bottom of the road like oh my god hi what's up can i put my bike in your trunk yeah (laughs) (laughs) the trunk big enough yeah well it was really great to catch up hillary i'm glad we got to talk about um the virgin islands and and give the listeners a little little update for anyone who is wondering where she is and if she's been back and she's back and how it was um i'm wondering a little more prepared oh you did great you're fine but i'm i'm still wondering what's next what's next in store for hill dog now that's the hot seat Um Good question, but <laughs> you know, a multitude of things, uh, location undetermined. Um, but Tyler and I are going to Europe for like two months, so after that, that'll be September through November. I didn't know it was gonna be two months. Holy shit, yeah, baby, dang. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go travel and then, you know, hopefully I'm going to come back and be an accountant and then make a lot of money and then I can afford a house in Tacoma and that's really goals. Yeah, that's great. That was, that was a 180. I really didn't expect you to come back and be an accountant. (laughs) Accountant is like nine to five shits, by the way. I know, I know, but I'm going to be like a cool accountant that can only me go from one to six. That's ideal. Yes, that's going to be that. your uh, your LLC, your business name. I'm the cool yeah. accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, no pressure, you know, yeah. lying a little bit here, a little bit there. That's okay. We'll squeak this into the books. <laughs> no about money. So, you know, especially first thing in the morning. So, so only going to lunch. It'll be fine. That's great. That's great well, goals. I- Everyone's got to have them. Yeah, I'm meeting with one tomorrow, and so I'm going to have a meeting, kind of like a mentorship type deal, so I'm looking forward to that, and uh, possibly, possibly, possibly moving to Greenwater for the winter. (laughs) Yes, bitch! Is is Tyler going to go with you? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Can I go with you? You're going to get him up there? Yeah, he actually was, like, kind of down, so... We're going to meet. So tomorrow's a big day. I got this like accounting mentorship in the morning and then meeting with our or my old landlord in Greenwater. Yes. Yes. Getting the dope river spot back. Hopefully, ideally, I don't know. There's a little negotiations in there about when I want when we can move in and whatnot. But um, so we're going to go talk to her and hopefully everything goes swimmingly. And uh, yeah. Yeah. No time, guys very cool well you got a lot on the horizon so that's super cool super glad you're back even though i'm here and you're there and you're leaving the country again but same time same time zone europe is yeah. no, no. Oh, right yeah. <laughs> what we're in now 
This one yeah. now. It's been a long gotcha. day, okay, guys? Get straight. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Well, thank you all for listening and catching up with Hill and I and Amber. Um, and we'll actually have another gal from the Sturdy Dirty on next week who we met and did a little, she did one of our um, little live sessions. So we get to talk to Casey Westbrook and Westbrook <clears throat> and learn a little bit more about her and what she's up to. So that'll be exciting next week too. We just got, you know, a bunch of guests. So that's keeps our summer moving. So also it ties in because Hillary was also at the Sturdy Dirty with us. Yes. I was yeah. gonna say, I'm like, well, you may have heard her because she was at the Sturdy Dirty with us. So yeah, like this month is just kind of a whole month of sturdy dirty recap, really. Yeah. Or like ties in the somehow. Next two months. Yeah, seriously. We're great event and so many cool women there. So yeah. It was awesome. You were a great energy to have there. I'm so glad you you guys came. Yeah. I love all of you guys. Yeah. It <laughs> was so fun. So fun. Hey. All right, guys. We're going to let you guys go on this end and talk to you next week. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and would do us a huge favor since we don't have any sponsors or anything like that and would rate and review us on whatever platform it is you use, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is. And if you're listening and downloading just through the website, tearingituppodcast.com, leave comments. Um, we'll definitely engage back with you. And on social media right now, we're just on Instagram. Podcast is the handle. Like the post, share the post, comment on the post, whatever it is you got. Um, show us your love so we just stay relevant and show up in the rankings at all. So again, rate and review, please. And we'll see you next time. Thanks.